0: And welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Good morning, folks. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023, and I'm coming to you to ask some questions as well as react to the president's State of the Union address. And so here goes. The president made the claim that the actions of Hamas do not take away the rights of the Palestinian people for self-determination. I believe in that as an aspirational statement, but it's largely meant for the ears of the Palestinian people. What does it mean in the ears of the American person? We are the people who the State of the Union is meant to address. And, well, it doesn't seem intuitively true to me. Isn't Hamas the elected government of the State of Palestine? Elected by whom? Well, I would assume the Palestinian people. How then could Hamas not be representative of the Palestinian people? I'm going to link to my friend Hank Capell's article in the Times of Israel, entitled, to end Hamas horrors, denazify Palestinian culture. And I'm going to have Hank on at some point soon to address the ongoing dynamics in the war in Israel and Gaza. And he makes clear a number of stunning points, including the fact that in 2023, an audit that he links found that schools in Gaza quote, regularly call for the murder of Jews and create teaching materials that glorify terrorism, encourage martyrdom, and demonize Israelis. In fact, his article goes on to state that at the end of the school year, Palestinian children attend summer camps named after suicide bombers. Hank continues, For Palestinian adults, the incitement continues, unabated in all variety of state-run media. The PA's daily newspaper publishes a steady diet of defamation, such as, quote, Massacre is the basis of the state of Israel. The Jew is the disease of the century. Israelis are the new Nazis upon the earth, whose crimes are worse than the gas chambers. Israel is a cunning Satan, and the Jews are the shylocks of the land, busy emptying the Palestinian pockets. Furthermore, martyrdom cards are distributed through the communities. These have the faces and descriptions of people who have committed mass suicide bombing against the Israeli people. And Hank goes on to describe the history of the Palestinian state alliance with Nazi Germany and how, unlike Europe, it was never denazified. So again, I'm linking to this in my article here on Real Clear, and I encourage you to read it as well as his other articles. Okay, so where does this leave us? Again, I ask the question, how can it be that the actions of Hamas do not represent Palestine? I don't think it really is possible, but it's a question and an answer that most of us, and certainly American centrists, don't want to think about, because it means the problem is much more complex than simply eliminating Hamas, although that's not quite so simple. And as a contrast of cultures, where are the Israeli indoctrination camps that teach children to hate Muslims, and teach children that they need to wipe off Palestine from the earth? Find them for me. They don't exist. Meanwhile, however, in the United States, there is an extremely Anti Semitic movement that's been brewing for a long time on the American left. Again, my friend Hank Capel writes for the Times of Israel For American Jews, it's long past time to recognize the threat from the left. I'll link to that article as well. And I talked about this earlier this week and last week that American liberals need to question their true alliances. And so here's a tie in to my previous question as to whether. The Palestinian people and Hamas are completely separate and distinct. They have to be for the intersectionalist ideology to hold sway in America. It is also extremely important for Israel and its people to be considered a white nation so that it can be aligned with European colonialism and hence remain a legitimate target for the modern social justice, which is just a modern race schism, policy If they remain a collection of 7 million people who arose from unbelievable circumstances, from literal ashes of Auschwitz, on carrier boats through the Mediterranean and from villages and surrounding hostile territories to the thriving nation that it is today, they could hardly be an appropriate target for intersectional bigotry. However, if they are part of the colonial boogeyman, they're fair game. Could this be why you see movements on American college campuses labeling Jewish candidates for student governments as white supremacists, again linking to Capel, and also thinking on in different stories of the left-wing intellectuals that have treated intersectionality as some sort of holy grail? Could this be why BLM and the Democrat Socialists of America have aimed at Israel and even lauded the Hamas killing of innocent Israelis? the Democrat Socialists of America, have laid blame entirely at the hands of Israel, stating that the attack was, open quote, direct result of Israel's apartheid regime, close quote, and other college professors have called it an armed struggle and resistance all throughout the Ivy Leagues. As I've said before, just this past week, the intersectional movement is contextualism. That's its philosophical root. There's no individual. There are no decisions. There's just oppression, just context. I guess the Nazis were understandable in this sense. Germany was, in fact, struggling under World War I sanctions. I see the problem of contextualism everywhere in my work as a psychoanalyst and psychologist, a growing movement of people who believe that they are passive recipients of life's misfortune, not that they're individuals who can make decisions and have a discrete internal world. In fact, what hope is there for humanity if all we are are products of context? So is it even humane, is it even hopeful for the world to view the Palestinians as simply a product of some sort of unjust thing done to them by Israel? Of course not. And I don't know what that would be, by the way. There has not been an occupation of Palestine since 2005 when Ariel Sharon left the territories. Although most people on the modern left continue to refer to the illegal occupation of Palestine. They're misinformed. Moreover, when Palestine regained territories in the 2005-2006 Accords, the first thing they did was destroy the agricultural technology that Israel left them because it had fingerprints of the Jews on them. You can find video of this, and it's documented very well. They destroyed greenhouses, completely destroying and eliminating their capacity to feed their fellow man. So who's oppressing Palestine, really? Is it really Israel? Or is it the Palestinian ideology and culture? When a people destroy greenhouses to make bombs out of the tubes, you have to wonder about their future and about their capacity to engage in the world. Returning back home, the viewpoint that I just espoused is completely unhearable by many people on the modern left. We have a growing anti-Semitism that I've not seen in my lifetime which used to be consigned to a small group of very far-right people whose numbers were extremely low. And now it seems to be writ large across the left. Just look at one case in point. You can find a story of this woman called Nazima Husanova, who wrote on social media just after the hospital explosion in Gaza, no wonder why Hitler wanted to get rid of all of them, And she was subsequently fired by Citibank, her employer, for that comment. And which leads me to another issue. The AP may have just released the most devastating report in modern history in the Middle East for sure. Right after the explosion at the Gazan hospital, the AP released a report that it was an Israeli airstrike. We now know it completely was not. There is video evidence And the Biden administration has acknowledged this was a failed rocket fired from Hamas and an allied group uh, over toward Israel that failed in the air and fell down on a parking lot just outside of a hospital. And yet the entire Muslim world thinks that Israel bombed a hospital and nothing's going to deter them. In fact, A good portion of American citizens and people in the West believe the AP's story that they released. I'd like to know who the editor was who approved this release. Was he or she intentionally trying to stoke world tensions beyond what they currently are regarding the Middle East war? News reports during times of war like this have to be extremely dedicated to the truth, and the AP has shown itself to be an enemy of the truth. I suggest that you do not listen to the AP. You remove them from your feeds, and we bankrupt them. And just to touch upon the State of the Union address quickly, Uh, the content was okay, although there were some problems. Uh, But as always with Joe Biden, it was the delivery. Uh, He's so old at this point. He's got some sort of denture problem and some sort of aphasic problem, which means he's got enunciation and, and throat complications, it would appear to me. And it just does not inspire confidence, especially at a time of major global conflict. And in terms of content, one problem I thought was claiming, or at least implying, that Israel and Ukraine are somehow a similar front. They're really not. The attempt at ethnic cleansing of the Jews by its surrounding neighbors is not quite the same, not at all the same, as Putin's territorial dispute with Ukraine. Both atrocities, but of a very different nature. I thought that that was worth detailing. And the most disturbing comment I found was that Israel should not be blinded by rage, like the United States was in 9-11. On one sense, you could take this as wise, and perhaps there is some wisdom in it, but on the other hand, it implies that the attempt to eliminate Hamas is driven by rage, rather than by self-preservation. Statements like that do make me wonder whether the speechwriters know that they're trying to appeal to an anti-Semitic base in America, largely at this point on the far left, the idea that Hamas is a target of rage by Israel is absurd. It is actually an unethical point to make. And there were some other decent points like submitting a budget for Israel and Ukraine in order to support their efforts at unifying the fronts of their wars and so forth and preserving American interests through those mechanisms. Those were fine points. I thought he also made a theoretical point that the cost to the free world rise when we don't defeat terrorists. That is measurably true. Although he also failed to be convincing in terms of his statements against Russia and the alliance with NATO in Poland and surrounding states. I don't imagine Putin, if he was watching this, would be deterred by an enfeebled Joe Biden and his middling statements on NATO. It just was not convincing. But hey, we also have to give the old man some credit for traveling into a war zone, which hasn't happened for a very long time in American history, and going over at a time of such chaos. You've got to give credit where it's due, folks. Otherwise, what hope do we have for ourselves? Well, there we have it, folks. That is the reaction for the day. I will talk to you this coming week. Be well.